Chelsea search. Um, <laughs> you want coming up to John? He's he's hanging out. He's here. He's waiting. Can we send him some drinks? He's in the green room. <laughs> he's in the green room. He's, he's in the green room. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, let me get ready. I got to get ready for John because I got to pull up my my cue cards. Oh, okay. My, uh, the research department did a uh, a crack job of pulling up all sorts of things I want to talk to him about. So I want to make sure that uh, I picture I people with that. encyclopedias and yeah, no, it's not notes. encyclopedias. It's now Google, bro. What is that? Like Google. Hmm. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a fascinating new sounds funny world of technology. Um, but yeah, man, let's 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 just. I mean, it's a little early. We told people two thirty-five, but oh, we'll you know, wait. John might have things to do. He might be here early because he has things to do. Who knows? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, coming out of the search green room, aka his own living room, right now is the <laughs> legend, newly found out, newly fan of me, John Cryer. How hey are you, there. sir? I'm very well. You can hear me, right? Loud and clear, sir. Oh, yay! Woo! Woo! I, was I was worried for a minute there because I too am mad soggy at the podcast game. Uh, so, so I logged in here and I was like, can these people hear me at all? Uh, but, uh, but I was enjoying your show, uh, quite a bit. Thank you. Uh, that, uh, that intrusion by DMC is uh, pretty, pretty exciting. It was amazing. And, and I, like, I had not seen him. I, I mean, it's easy. It's probably 20 years since I saw him face to face. Oh my God. So, and, and I mean, and. The very first time I was ever on a tour bus was with Run DMC. Oh, so you know, so it was was a crazy, it was a crazy moment to just remind him of like how we first met, Mm -hmm. and you know, we talked about uh, on the uh, other podcast that I was on, uh, the Steve Grillo one. You know, he came in when he came into the bus. It was him and the entire Hollis crew. You know, is is E Runny Ray? May he rest in peace. You know, everybody. And all I remember is that they had big jackets on and forties. Everybody had to like they were double fisted. Old That's English. Just the equipment double that you're issued. That's exactly right. That's how they carried back in the day. They didn't carry crates. They carried forties. And uh, when Jam Master J introduced him to me, it was literally I was so I made my eyes like two saucers, and I'm like you know I'm 18 years old, and he goes, mm-hmm. "What up, stretch?" I'm like. <laughs> Okay. Call me Stretch. <laughs> I'm sure, like when you were a kid, 13, and somebody said, What up, Matthew Broderick? You're probably like, That's amazing. I took it. That's me. Yes. That's amazing. Call me Mr. Broderick from <laughs> now that, on. That's also like, not to pivot into your career, but that was like a, a big starting point for you because you basically were the understudy a lot of times for Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got incredibly lucky because he's he's amazing. He's an amazing performer. If you've ever seen him live, you never forget. Uh, he's he just, you know, incredible uh, on stage. And he had, right before I started breaking in, he had done a show called Torch Song Trilogy that was a wonderful show. And then he did Brighton Beach Memoirs, which was just amazing if you ever got a chance to see it. So there were two parts, two plays running on Broadway when I first started auditioning. And I looked so much like the guy. Like I, when I went for my audition for Torch Song Trilogy, Harvey Firestein, the playwright, was there, and he's kind of a famous performer uh, himself nowadays. But he was in the audience, and I walked out on stage, and I heard him actually gasp 
<laughs> he went, oh! <gasps> uh, and uh, and ever and and uh, I was lucky enough that I was in that same wheelhouse. So uh, I I just had uh, just you know th th that's the kind of leg up you just pray for as a as a performer to just have some little thing that gets you the gig. You know, and uh, in the uh, door, when, and, when and the, plus your parents had a, a background in theater. You know, both yeah. your mom and dad. We had, you know, it's funny, my, my beautiful wife, Chantel, was doing research, and my son is a research editor for um, Carpool Karaoke, so we've <laughs> learned how to do this. Um, so, but one of the things, she kept saying, she goes, you know, you and John have so much in common. And one of the things that I found out that we had in common is we both traveled to go to high school. You went to Bronx Science. Oh, yeah. And you were in Bronx Science. You graduated 83. Mm -hmm. So you had this kind of, you know, subway ride to get from New York to the Bronx. Mm -hmm. What was the music that you were influenced by going? Because, you know, people don't understand when you hear Bronx School of Science, all of a sudden you see like a, a, a novel road in a hill and grass and this professors that look like they're from, you know, Yo, somewhere in L London, and you know, <laughs> yo, Bronx Science is in the fucking hood. Like, right, it's in the Bronx, right off the concourse. Like, yo, you can you can run out of there thinking about calculus and get stabbed for some Nikes. Like, you know, it's, it was like it was like that. So, I'm I'm wondering, was that the part of your you know youth as a as a as a student that kind of got you influenced in hip hop and kind of what were you listening to? Well, I was listening to a lot of British New Wave at the time. Um, I, the person who introduced me to hip-hop was my sister, who I was always a pretender compared to my sister. I will always be a dilettante musically compared to my sister, because like she was into Africa Bombada and Soul Sonic Force, and you know she had all of the 12-inch remixes. She had all of it, and she used to play it around the house. And I was into you know The Clash and... Uh, uh, all that stuff. Also, by the way, show tunes. I was into musical theater. No, really? So, what a shock. Um, what a shock. But, but, you know, the thing about hip-hop and the, the thing that, I, I mean, again, I'll always be a pretender in hip-hop. I, 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 uh, uh, one of the things I loved about uh, the Cactus album when you guys was that it was just, uh, it was so accessible, you know, to people like me who were not, in, you know, knee-deep in it at the time. Uh, to just be, I mean, it was just, it, it, it was, I, I thought it was great because it was political, but it was, you know, but the songs were just fucking great. And, uh, 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 but, you know, I, like, so, so I, I was into uh, Grandmaster Flash and stuff like that, but only sort of tangentially, you know, I would hear it from my sister's room, you know? Right. <laughs> and also we sampled the Smiths, we sampled the Cure, we sampled yeah. RC, we sampled John, you know, Tom Waits, we sent, you know, we sampled. Uh, Gary Wright. You know, Gary Wright, Gary you know Wright, so, you know? <laughs> yeah. and and you know the truth be told, when you know when we were coming up, um, meaning you know me and the guys that I grew up with, the only hip hop we had was coming out of the parks, you know. So there was mm -hmm. no like pressed records. There was no like hip hop business. You know, we got these third and fourth generation, you know, cassette tapes of you know Funky Four Plus One More, the Crash Crew. You know, like you said, you know DJ uh, the Herculoids and Bambada mm -hmm. and and all of this stuff, which was like mystical because you know you you first of all you get these tapes from your man's 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 man, uh 
uh-huh. you know, so, so they would be like, copied over. <laughs> oh, it, it, by the time it got to us, it was kind of like this. <laughs> so, and you're, and I'm so excited because I'm trying to differentiate. I'm like, wait, that was incredible. Whatever he said was amazing. <laughs> you know, but, and, but, you know, the Kango crew and like, so, you know, so there was no business. And even when we heard the funny thing for me was when I heard Rapper's Delight, you know, us kids in the suburbs were like, oh, cool. You know, Rapper's Delight. Mm-hmm. But then you'd go into the city and you find out, oh, that kid was a biter and Big Bank Hank was whack. And, you know, mm-hmm. so you'd hear like all of these dudes who were like, nah, that's not real hip hop. This is real hip hop. Fearless Four is real. You know, even back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so when my wife and I were coming up, you know. Smiths, Marcy, The Cure, Talking Heads, you know, all that stuff was crazy funky. And then it kind of transitioned to Eric B and Rakim, Houdini, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. Um, the other thing. Yeah, that, I, I, that I, by the way, that was much more sort of pop. So I heard that stuff regardless of my sister, you know, uh, uh, you know, Slick Rick and all that, you know, I actually saw out and about, you know. Yeah, because he was out and about. And I actually went to high school with Slick Rick. Uh, oh, yeah? And, yeah, Slick Rick, Dana Dane, Jay Cool from the Fresh 3MCs. They had mm-hmm. a big record. F-R-E-S-H. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Yo, that's fresh. <laughs> so all those dudes I went to high school with, I uh, went to high school with um, Jennifer Aniston. She was the year behind me. Chastity Bono. You know, yeah. the Guardia School of the Arts and Music and Art. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Music and Art. So, and, and speaking of that, you went to Stage Door Manor. Uh, ah, Summer yes. after summer. Um, and that's literally a who's who of actors and actresses that really kind of went on to do amazing things. What was that like in the summer? Because also, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but you were friends no, no. with Robert Downey Jr. back in the days, right? You went to well, middle school together? Or? We went to, yeah, we were at the same junior high. Um, but, uh, but I, I wouldn't say that we were, uh, we, we were acquaintances, you know, I wouldn't say that we were friends, but, uh, but the thing about stage door was that stage door was a camp for kids who wanted to, there was, there was like two different kinds of people. There was kids who knew they wanted to be performers and that was it. And that was the only thing they, they ever thought they could want to be. Uh, and then there was kids like me who just thought went, wanted to do something fun for the summer. And, uh, but I got there and I was just infected by how much everybody else loved it, you know, and, and that really sort of changed how I felt about the whole thing. And, and plus I had grown up sort of backstage with my parents and I, but I never really thought I could do it. And, um, the, 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 the amazing thing about stage door was I felt like I found my tribe, you know? Yeah. I felt like I found the people that get me and I get them. And, uh, and that, you know, uh, uh, and that that uh, you know there one of the things that's interesting about uh, the where hip hop and theater overlap is just lyrics, you know, just an appreciation oh, of the real artistry of lyricism, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and that was something that that uh, again always impressed me about your work in particular. You know, it, it you can tell when somebody uh, uh, you know when when that's their heart and soul, you yeah. know. And I, and I it's a gift I wish I had. My mom's a lyricist, and she's no, amazing I know. at it. And I just never I could never write, and I'm so jealous. So jealous. actually, and and I want to kind of go to the genesis of how I met you because a dear friend connected us. Of, I mean, it, it, 
we did not meet through the industry. It wasn't like my agent called your agent about yeah. getting lunch. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, oh, you, we have the same Jew lawyer. That's amazing. You got you got Rosenberg. I got Rosenberg. Amazing. I didn't know. Did he? Yeah. Oh, our CPA. No, my man. And I don't promise. Do you have the uh, do you have the Twitter post? There it is. So th that's the Twitter post from my man, Carl Mixon Nixon, DJ Mixon Nixon. He started following you. You started to reply to him. And then Carl found out that you were a fan of mine. And that's how we got connected literally a year ago is through my man, Mixon Nixon. And well, uh, so shout out to Carl Nixon. Yes. Carl is one of the most prolific. He's my, I would say he's my most prolific follower in that he, he replies to everything. And he's very, by the way, insightful and, and often very funny. Um, so shout out to Carl. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Stan, the Stan of John Cryer. He is a Stan, <laughs> if you will. Well, I did not know that he, so he's a, he's a DJ? What? No, 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 that's no. my nickname. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, I, 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 you know, I, he did not make me aware of that, um, but... Uh, uh, no, that's my nickname uh, for him, because he's so white toast. Oh, I well, just figured. yeah. Well, okay. DJ well, Mixon and Nixon. I have that in common. Right. The whitest <laughs> motherfuckers in the room. On Twitter, we are it. We are the whitest motherfuckers. Yo, you are the whitest motherfuckers in the room. But <laughs> I will say your vocabulary on hip hop is not as soggy as his. So oh, that's, all good to hear. <laughs> that's also, that, that's marginally soggy. And please do me a favor if you can. Mm -hmm. Expound in your community the very Caucasian. Mm -hmm. old hip-hop community the term soggy because okay. i think the the inflection of rizza <laughs> now into that community will just expand your credibility in the culture thank you prophetize or get it get it mom and poppin if you will it's <laughs> another one for you Okay. And I will not make you as soggy as you were before you got on this show. Um, I was really impressed. One of the things that impressed me is your your credits of TV shows. Um, 69 television credits of shows that you've had under your belt. Um, two of the things that I want to point out in particular is 65% of those credits are you as Lex Luthor on television, which is amazing. <laughs> It's, it's just, it's just, but I mean, did, let me ask you a question. Cause I, I really, mm -hmm. you know, obviously you, you are a good dude. Like you're a good, oh, unless you're going at, at Trump, which we will talk about for yes. the most part, <laughs> sure. you are a good dude. Like you've always been that good dude. You're a good human being. You're our, so Lex Luthor is far from that. Like he's the total opposite of who you are. What made, was it just simply a Matthew Broderick kind of thing? They were like, huh, he looks like Lex Luthor. Let's call him in and see if he can be evil or will he be soggy? <laughs> so, hopefully I have not, uh, I have retained my Christmas. Is Christmas oh, well, the, uh... sir, can I get, please, I need, I need, I need a, a down cryon that says John Cryer properly used the term crispness. <laughs> I need that. For um, everything, yes. No, the way that came about was the producers of Supergirl got permission from uh, DC and Warner Brothers to use the character Lex Luthor, and they kind of freaked out because they were like, "Oh shit!" They did. They did not think they were going to get permission because the what it is is the, the the people that make the movies at Warner Brothers 
uh, of the comic books, they have s- sort of dominion over over all of the DC Comics stuff. They get to say, okay, we want uh, Batman and we want Scarecrow, and you know, you guys can't use that in the TV stuff, right? Um, and so everything that they've been doing on in the CW, which is the Flash and Black Lightning and Arrow and all those things, was the the permission they could get from Warner Brothers features to use the DC characters, you know. And they had finally gotten DC and Warner Brothers to let them have Lex Luthor, but they, they said he can only be in three episodes and then he has to die. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so they, uh, uh, so they, one of them just, you know, I think um, uh, Robert Rovner, who, uh, uh, and uh, Jessica Quiller, who are the producers on Supergirl, I think they had seen me uh, in, they had seen pictures of me and know that I was rocking the bald, and I've been rocking the bald ever since Two and a Half Men. Um, I think that sort of uh, inspired them, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, and, and thinking that, that he needed to have a sense of humor. You know, the, the, the characters always had a, a, a certain sense of humor. Uh, you know, Gene Hackman had it, Kevin Spacey had it. Um, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, it was a little different. Uh, <laughs> sarcastic but, um, for sure a sarcasm. Yes, exactly. it's a biting um, Gotham sarcastic humor for sure yeah sure a- yeah. at any rate uh, so they contacted me through actually through some of my friends from Stage Door Manor uh, there was a wow. weird connection really so wow. calls from an old friend of mine from camp saying hey the producers of Supergirl want to talk to you and I was like Okay, <laughs> why are you telling me this? <laughs> right. uh, By the way, my I'm kids. My surprise wasn't Carl. I'm surprised they didn't. Yeah, no. DJ Nixon Nixon was obviously <laughs> not in the mix per se. And you're making um, my kids. My two daughters are really jealous because they tried to get in stage door, could not get in. Oh, Their no. father did not have the clout to get them in. Oh so, no! But, but it's so dope that you know. That you got in. It's great. I love that. Oh, well, I love that. You know, it was easier back in the day. It was absolutely easier back in the day. Way, what? way, you know, because th- when I first started, the camp was still pretty small. It's much bigger now. And it's, it's much more, by the way, it's much more professional. I mean, when back in the day, when I went, you could like, you could get away with stuff. It, that was when Meatballs, the movie came out. I don't know if you remember oh. Meatballs. Come on, stop it. Stop it. Was, it. I know, shut up, John. You got to be a rabbit. A wily <laughs> rabbit. Wily rabbit. Um, but my point being that, like, that was the time when you could bribe a counselor to go into town and get you a gallon of white wine, Ernest and Julio Gallo, you know? <laughs> that it was a very different time. And you Bartles and that. James wine coolers. We exactly. can't forget the Bartle and James wine coolers. I mean, come on, man. Blackberry oh brandy. Oh you, got, you had to ripple. Oh my yes. God! Yes. Oh, doing? Mad Dog. Mad, mad Dog. dog. You got him. Yeah, Mad Dog. Brass yes. Monkey. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I mean, that's amazing. But one of the the other thing I wanted to ask you about because this again, this is just a personal thing, obviously, and we'll we'll get into Two and a Half Men really briefly. But one of my favorite characters that you played um, is on Robot Chicken. Um, uh. Can we talk about <laughs> your out outstanding? Uh, and I will say Emmy, Emmy worthy? level worthy <laughs> as Brainy Smurf and Ziggy. <laughs> so I'm just, can you do me a favor? And this is again, uh-huh. this is just some MC search, John Cryer shit. Okay. Are, are you prepared to do the voice? No. Ziggy right now? I am not. Bastard. You bastard. <laughs> it's not bastard. You bastard. You're letting me down. No, no, no. It's okay. Uh, (laughs) I was going to do a rhyme for you off the cactus if you were going to do 
Ziggy. So now you just ruined it. Congratulations. It's, I'm so sorry. You are now so soggy to me. It is unbelievable how My soggy you are. Has departed. Yo, your yes, your crispiness has now been replaced by <laughs> cornflakes and milk for 15 minutes. You are soggy, mildew. my G. No, I but covered in mildew. <laughs> I apologize. Have, have your kids? Have your kids asked you to do those characters? I mean, doing people. No, really? I mean... No, I, I had forgotten. I had forgotten. I did not love the Smurfs. I, I watched it, you know, but I right. did not love the Smurfs. So when they asked me to do it again, I had to watch again. I had to re reacquaint myself with the Smurfs at that point. Also, they ask you to do a bunch of... Every time you do Robot Chicken, they have you do like five voices. You're like, uh, okay, I'll, I right. don't know. I'll come up with something, you know, right. but uh, but yeah, no, I needed a refresher course. Right. Because uh, uh, I just remember know. watching it with my kids and seeing the scrolling credits and going, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is he really that hard up for cash that he just did? <laughs> Brainy Smurf. No, you do that because it's. Funny. No, of course. I'm just playing. Listen, that's some hip hop sarcasm that I just blessed you with. I that's know what that was. That's oh, what okay. that was. Now um, I get it. And, and, and this is another thing that, and I want to pivot because I, I went from, you know, creating some sogginess for you to give you, I want to give you, I want to give you some true crispiness. You are the, to me, and to me, I, I, unless my research is wrong, um, you're the only man on television, the history of television to win an Emmy for a um, starring role and the, the uh, co-starring role for the same actor, for the same ah. role. Uh, you know what? Actually, Allison Janney did on West Wing. She, uh, huh. uh, believe me, it was, people were coming up to me saying, you're the only one. Right. And then, uh, then I Shout out to Allison. And I realized, oh, I love her. nope. Wow. <laughs> Allison Janney did it first. Okay, got um, you. I got but, you. Uh, but, but to be in that company is amazing. Yeah. She's because, an amazing, amazing performer. No, she's, and, and the, the other thing that I thought was interesting when I was doing this and my wife and I were talking about it, we were like, wait a minute, Ed Asner is in that category too for Lou Grant and then we found out no it's from two different shows yes so it's Lou Grant from Lou Grant and then right and there's anyway so, so we have a, a special guest that wants to join us right now um who is also a big fan of yours I don't know if you're a big fan of his but he became a big <laughs> fan of mine very similar to you I found out through this social media uh Tom Green right. is here Tom Green hey, what up? How are you? <laughs> hey I'm good how are you man Good. What's up? What's up? Good to see you, man. Amazing. I'm just sorry for cutting in here. I just uh, search uh, asked me to call because uh, we made some uh, dope beats and uh, rhymes together this week. They so were not soggy, by the way. They, they, were <laughs> they were not soggy. So the reason, and again, and, and it's so strange to me because, and, and John, I want to share this with you. My son who's in LA, he went to Emerson and his whole focus in life is to be a screenwriter. He literally said to me when he got in L.A., he said, you know, Dad, there's two people. If you could introduce me to them, one is Adam F. Goldberg and the other one's Tom Green. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know white people. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know any white people. I, I can introduce you to Dr. Dre. Like, the closest I can get is Eminem. I don't know white people. And over the time he was in L.A., uh, I got a call from Adam's camp. They were trying to get a sample cleared. And then he told me he was a huge fan. And then I'm scrolling down one day through IG and I see Tom hmm. and Tom tells me about his group organized rhyme and that they I was, I was a rapper in Canada in, 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 in high school, Canadian rap. 
Yes. No, Canadian rap is, I'm sure, legit. And yeah. crispy. And it's very polite. crispy. Uh, it's crispy. <laughs> um, it's extremely it's, polite. Uh, yes. Well, Serge, Serge told me how much you love the hip-hop music, John. And so, uh, I don't know, I don't know are you going to play John our song that we did? Well, no, but, but the reason I had you join on, because John loved the Cactus album. And, and yeah. the two things I found out that was interesting from you talking to you, Tom, and I'm now going to end this with, with John, is... When did you, when for you did new music stop? When did you stop listening, John, to new music? When was there a point where you got and you were like, okay, this is, I'm done. I'm not really trying <laughs> I'm to full. find, I'm, I'm full. I will listen to the bands that I love and their music that they create, mm -hmm. but I'm not moving forward. And, I, and why I do this is it's uh, an episode, it, well, it's a segment I like to call, I now spit game, which is grown ass music ed education. You're going to tell me when you stopped, and I'm going to potentially introduce you to something that you may like. Well, thank you. Um, I would say that I mostly started dropping the ball musically around the year 2000 with the birth of my son. Um, you start listening to uh, uh, the Disney, Radio Disney, uh, and you start going, so oh, sorry. Those, those, those Jonas Brothers, they, they're onto something. And <laughs> in my defense, they're still pretty flipping good. Uh, they are. The Jonas are. Brothers are great. The Jonas Brothers and, are fucking great. Demi Lovato, yep. come on. Miley Cyrus, Demi, yes, yes. Come and they on. All, listen, they all had real lives. They all exactly. went from you know children to rehab to reborn, which is amazing. Exactly. And you know, and they all had that Disney training. They were you know they yeah. they are they are they were built in the Disney labs to be amazing entertainers and I they love have retained that uh, built in the disney labs in the same <laughs> area that they keep uh walt, walt disney's head yes. <laughs> incredible that's incredible so well 2000 so so 2000, 2000 on but, but, but pre that too like i never got into wu-tang and i should have i mean I'm, wow. I'm embarrassed I'm no don't worry right. first of all we were talking not, about that we were yeah. talking about the, on the podcast last week because I I, I I i was listening to Run, it was Run DMC, then it was Third Base, and Tribe Called Quest, yes. De La Soul, and then uh, around... Rest of development, maybe. Yeah, and then around mm. the early 90s, I kind of started doing my... I started just... I just kept listening to the same thing. Public Enemy, Nation of Millions, sure. from Rush the Show, and mm -hmm. I just kept listening to the same thing for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, similar. I'm in a very similar place. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what I what I would like to suggest for you is the following. And again, okay. it's not going to take I'm, a lot of time. I'm taking notes here. Okay. <laughs> please, please okay. take notes. So one one is I'm going to send you a link to an MC Search Tom Green record that we just okay. made last week. Great. And I think <laughs> you will enjoy start my that. education. That's exactly right. Because okay. the other thing that I found very interesting to me is that you are not a member of the tribe. Because I uh, thought for sure you were a Jew. Many, many do. <laughs> not, many and do. not that there's anything wrong with that. Very, no. very Seinfeld of me. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. And your grandfather was a Method Methodist church, a uh, Methodist yes, pastor. Minister, right. yeah. Minister. So um, I wanted to put you up on some Jewish hip hop. Two Jews getting busy. Love busy. it. Busy. Tom it. Green. And Tom produced the beat as well. So I wanted to put you up on that. And Tom... Please give us the link to the music when you get yeah. a chance. But the other thing I think you would really enjoy um, in terms of the balance of, you know, your love of alternative music like the Smiths and the Cure, 
Um, and again, I don't know if you've moved on even with that music, like the XX. There's a very dope band called Pom Pom Squad that's out of Brooklyn right now. That's incredible. They're kind of like very much like the Riot kind of Courtney Love, but like real lyrics, lyrics. Okay. So Pom Pom Squad. So that's more on the alternative side. But I would okay. suggest you listen to a kid out of Detroit named NF. N is in Nancy, F is in Frank. Okay. Incredible MC. Mm -hmm. And then just to give you a large, large, large MC that you've missed okay. is a kid out of North Carolina named J. Cole. Uh, J. Cole? J. Cole, C-O-L-E. Okay. Um, he had a song called Lights, Please that came out in 2007 that I, that I still feel is one of probably the best written songs of all time. And he's discussing in that record him sitting with his bae and he is trying to talk to her about the politics of today. And all she wants to do is get busy. Okay. And he's <laughs> trying to balance those things. So um, those that's are the some existential questions. How do you balance <laughs> the moisture panties from the politics? <laughs> <laughs> and how do you keep the soggy and the crispy yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I want to, and again, I, I know I'm jumping around and I apologize, but the one thing I found so interesting, John, about your, um, your Twitter feed is how much you disdain this president, uh, President Trump, mm -hmm. and how much you disdain what's going on. Um, it's obvious to me that, you know, obvious, obvious to me that you know about Trump from his days in New York, you know about Trump uh, from you know, being from Queens and all of that. But with this coronavirus, and, and obviously we just played the clip, um, are you like several people like myself who are saying, if he's reelected, and there's a good chance he will be uh, because of what's going on with the virus, um, because, you know, Biden and the Democrats aren't having really good footing in order yes. to position Still themselves. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But historically, and again, I'm not trying to be one of these guys, but historically it has shown that, you know, six months out of November, typically that's the tipping point, right? So mm -hmm. um, most times, so we're getting close to that tipping point. And, and Biden has said, you know, on his chats and on his tweets that he would feel it's inappropriate to attack the president now because the focus needs to be healing, right? And I get that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But with your position on Trump and with your position, do you think you've polarized a lot of your, I don't want to say fans, but do you think you've polarized a lot of people that would have accepted you if you had just simply stayed bipartisan and kept your politics to yourself? Well, it's funny because, I mean, you, I like entertaining people. I make stuff, that, I try to make stuff that's fun and that, that, that you know, when you're an artist... Uh, you know, there's always the argument that all art is political, and sure, there is that that uh, that argument is is uh, certainly has real uh, meat to it. But that was never my, uh, you know, talking to people about politics was not where I wanted to be as an artist. I only I only do that at this point because I don't feel like I has have any choice as an American, you know. And I feel like if you did support Donald Trump, and I have family members who who still support him. Um, he has betrayed you so completely 
at this point that you you know you need to have access to that information you know the, you know i don't i i i tear into trump because uh i believe he's betrayed the people who uh, uh who elected him uh, and and you know besides the fact that we can talk about whether he's in fact legitimate or not you know there's you know that that is for another you know we, we have to fix a lot of things about the american electoral system uh and but that's you know that's a different issue you know, it, it, just in the case of, like, just today, it was revealed that uh, uh, that members of Trump's family are getting paid by his campaign, and they're trying to hide it through Brad Parscale's company. And again, you know, so if you believe, if you honestly believe that Trump had, is is doing this out of a uh, you know ran for president in some sort of uh, effort to help America. Uh, it's like no. Every time he goes golfing, he's paying himself. Uh, you know, his the, the, all those campaign contributions that you sent into him, Trump voter. He's pocketing that money. He's he's renting himself his own offices. He's paying himself. He's paying his relatives. He, you know, uh, 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 you know. Even if you even if you agree with his agenda, and I don't agree with the vast majority of his agenda, um, he's he's inept, and he's he's you know, and and he's enriching himself. And the, that is the cornerstone of our government is is that it cannot be corrupt. You know, there's no there's no you know once it is corrupted, they don't deserve to be in office anymore. Uh, and uh, so you know, I was I was very early. I was calling for his impeachment um, uh, because you know he's he's abused the office since he fired Jim Comey. He you know uh, yeah when he does stuff like that, he's not helping the people who support him. You know, they, they may like having a bully on their side, but, right. you know, this is America. It's not supposed to work that way. No, you're absolutely um, right. And, so, and yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. My, my point being, I, I'm, I am angry that, that Donald Trump has, has taken advantage of the people who voted for him. Um, I feel like the people that voted for him, you know, a lot of people want to say, oh, they're racists and this stuff. I wouldn't say that they're necessarily racist. I think that what they did, what it is, is that they don't feel like racism is enough of a problem to be dealt with. And I disagree with them very strongly there. I think it has to be. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm directing my anger at the people in power, not at the people who, uh, um, who for whatever reason decided to support him. And if he gets reelected, uh, Tom, does your family have room in Canada for us to <laughs> because I you know, I know Trump I'm, he fired me on the celebrity apprentice. So I did that show. So I know. Oh, I, I know. And, yeah, he fired okay. me. The president fired me. Pretty cool. <laughs> can you can you please give him the gas face, please, real quick? Yeah. Tom? <laughs> he fired me. Fired me because I went out face. drinking with Dennis Rodman on the night I was the project manager. So I, and it's one of my favorite like I love that. <laughs> How many times are you going to have a chance to get drunk with Dennis Rodman during a yeah. project that you're working for Donald Trump on? Yeah. I mean, come on. I thought uh, I one of the right choice. Right. One of my personal favorite stories is uh, Russell Simmons, who is the president of Def Jam and, and, yeah. and Rush Management, built a relationship early on with Trump when he was, you know, one of these mythical figures in hip hop. And uh, he, they actually wrote about it uh, in Vibe magazine. He said, yo, Donald, you know, you're the shit, right? And Donald hung up on him and said, yo, fuck you. Don't ever disrespect me. Fuck you. And hung up the phone <laughs> because he didn't realize that the shit was actually a good thing. And he thought, yeah. you know, he didn't understand that bad 
is not bad, but bad is good. <laughs> so that's it. Um, Tom, and, the, and one other thing. I know your show has been now canceled twice. You had a one-man show that you were going to do. Um, one because of the Rona. Um, mm -hmm. And every time I get a tickle in my throat, I go, is that you, Rona? Um, <laughs> but uh, can we expect the show? Like, will you, would you consider doing it on a platform like this? Would you consider like just renting out a space that you know is Rona free and doing your one man show like on a, a podcast platform or on a live stream platform? Cause your show oh, is about talking? your book, yeah. I mean, oh, you're oh, one man show, oh, I yeah. Tom was doing a, a no, no, like, fuck oh, Tom, no. Tom is <laughs> Tom's got a podcast. He's too. making beats. Oh my god. No, no, John, making beats, John. Yeah. Um, yes, no, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Uh, um, part of the point of the, the 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 show that I'm writing is it's a love letter to performing in the theater. So uh, so it kind of uh, you know uh, so so doing it live streaming would kind of cut into that a little bit. Um, that being said, um, I'm actually using this time to work on it more and uh, and rewrite it pretty extensively. So uh, uh, so it will it will happen. Uh, it's just going to take a long. Uh, well, I will tell you that Carl Nixon is extremely disappointed because he was planning to come up to New York. I know he see, he tweeted that, and, yeah. and I'm sorry. And I'm and I'm, I'm sorry, but I will I tell you that when it it goes up, I will. My wife will. My kids. We will be there cheering and rooting you on um i can't tell you what you mean to my family from ducky to two and a half men to lex luther you have been a staple of entertainment in in my home for you know decades and i'm not trying to make you sound old because i know you're still 25 <laughs> but, um, to even understand that you know my music had a small portion of entertainment for you is very humbling and um, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for the work you've put in. I know that there's a lot of compromising with family time in committing to acting. And um, I just wanted to tell you how much we appreciate you. And thank you for being on the show, man. Well, thank you. And, th and thank you. I still listen and enjoy your music, uh, enjoy your music on a regular basis. I, I you know, it meant, it meant a lot to me back in the day uh, that uh, I, 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 I love the politics. I loved... I love the lyricism. I still appreciate it. Um, and uh, and uh, thank you. Thank you for the work you're still doing. And, no. uh, and, and Tom, it's lovely to see you again. Yeah, great seeing you, John. This is cool. And, hey, John, let me just tell you this about your friend MC Search here. This is how cool this okay. is. Great. So we got to know each other, like he, we mentioned a minute ago. We got to know each other through Instagram. And mm -hmm. I, of course, am a huge third base fan, have been mm -hmm. for, forever. And... So we started talking about rap music. I made my I, I made some beats on the podcast last week. Sure. And mm -hmm. Search was very encouraging, complimentary about my beats, made me feel real good. I, I got off the podcast last week. I fired up my Pro Tools. I finished the beat. I wrote a rap. At the end of the rap, just kind of taking a shot you know you you, you, you know you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take you know exactly he shot his shot as he shot yeah. his shot as, 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 as we end, say yeah. another yeah. colloquialism john that's another colloquialism that you yeah. can use now yo bro <laughs> okay. shoot your shot land the plane and shoot your shot yeah okay. at the end of the rap i say ladies and gentlemen mc search, search. <laughs> i'm telling you uh within like less than a day he sent back this fire verse 
That was just incredible. And I, I dropped it in, and I'm sitting here like, I can't believe it. I'm rapping with, with, with MC Search right now. It happened. We got a song. I sent it back. We've mixed it. It's cool. I don't know what Search wants to do with no, it. No, I want, I want you to send the link. Send it to John. We're going to put up the link later so people can hear it. And, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. and that's it. So we're going to send that to you. John, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, so thank much. you for your energy. And um, I hope to you, stay John. in touch, and uh, we'll see you soon. Adios, guys. Bye-bye. Adios. All right. That was Tom Green, and that was uh, the amazing uh, John Cryer. That was awesome. Um, uh, it's funny. Uh, Steve Lucero is, uh, is uh, asking what kind of drum machine. That's a really good question. I think it's an MPC-90. Is that what kind of drum machine it's is that? It's the new reissued MPC-X. So it takes all the old old school stuff of the MPC-2000 and um, 1000 and all that, and it's reissued into, mm. I can show it to you a little more clearly, it's an X. So, so it's got all the pads, the same kind of rhythm, but then you also have touch screen and you have uh, hard drives that you can hook up to it so you get access to lots of sounds it's great little and in orlando you can buy that at george's music or sam ash or guitar center <laughs> yeah around the give country. me my 10 percent yeah. <laughs> exactly please and send me a machine like where's my fucking machine i got 45 yeah, yeah, yeah. people watching this i should get a machine <laughs> damn Jesus well you know your endorsement caps in this in this yeah. world anyway speaking of endorsements the show that today is brought to you by abercrombielaw.com if you have any issues, please go to AmberCrombieLaw.com. They will take care of all of your legal questions, and they are uh, available now, uh, so you can call them if you have some legal questions. Tom, thank you. I look forward to the link. I think what we should do, honestly, yeah. is, you know, my wife and I have 4MC, uh, multimedia distribution through the orchard. Yeah. Let's put it up. Let's just put yeah. it up. You know, yeah. and uh, we'll service it to the streaming services. We'll do some interviews. We'll go do Sway. We'll go do Shade yeah. 45. We'll go do Rock the Bells Radio. That'd be fun. Let's have some fun. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And then we'll start to get ready for the, you know, Once Upon a Time in America on Hanukkah album yeah. that we'll do, you know, in, in Hanukkah. That sounds incredible. I All love right, it. Bro. I love that you're, I love that you're digging, the, digging the tune, man. No, nah, no. Nah, the, beats, the beats were crazy, B. Like, I don't... There's nothing soggy about what I say about um, tracks. If I feel something, then I feel it. And if I don't, I don't. Um, So it was not, I was not. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, sharing that with me. And I thank you for the, for the verse. The verse was, you know, that's the other thing that um, when you're working with another artist, you know, you're either going to be motivated by their verse or not. And I was motivated by your passion. I was motivated by where your verse was coming from. And that dungaree line is fire. <laughs> that fucking dungaree line is fire, B. Like, don't, you know, sell yourself short. That was a dope-ass line to me. Man, I so, appreciate it, man. That's, that, no, that's, thank that's you. cool. Thank yeah. you, brother. And uh, stay corona-free. That's yeah. You know what? That's the new one. Instead of sucker-free, stay sucker-free, <laughs> we got to now move stay corona-free. That's got to be the language now that we have to move. Hey, yo, money, stay corona-free, B. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I'm not leaving like the I, house. Yeah. I feel like I just watched a quick episode of uh, the White Rapper show. Yeah. <laughs> you should really be quiet, Pummet. Probably. Just, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I love But you, you know but, you were critic you were giving him a critique like you would on the show. No, but I didn't tell him to step off at Cuz he didn't need to. <laughs> well, well put. <laughs> Where's my finger? Yes. I love anyway, it, man. All right, thank you, Tom. And and everybody, Tom Green podcast. <laughs> 
available now on your favorite streaming services. He's had some great interviews. The Scaramucci Show, another. Now it's that's my favorite. The Scaramucci yeah, yeah, yeah. was on talking about the uh, the economy. Yeah. He knows about the economy like I know about women's. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. But it was a great. It was a great <laughs> interview. The Michael Rappaport was also great. Anatomy, Tom Green dot com. Um, <laughs> and it's just amazing. It's ama- It's an amazing podcast, and I'm glad that you're focusing your energy on that and sending me tracks whenever you feel like it. Hint, hint. I will do, Serge. Thank you, All man. Right. Love Thank the you, show, brother. man. Yeah, I man. love it. Thank All you, right. brother. Peace. See you guys. Peace. Peace.